Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday <laughs> to you. Happy Sunday, dear Danbo. Ooh, that reminds me. What? I have to start practicing singing you the happy birthday song the way Marilyn Monroe <laughs> sang it to Jack Kennedy. How did that go again? I have. You mean how do I sing it? Yeah. No. How did she sing it? She sang it like this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. But I'll put Mr. Surgeon in there. Okay. I'm getting excited because your birthday's coming up soon <laughs> in July. We could celebrate the whole month. So it is a cause for celebration. Um if I make it that far. You will. <laughs> well, you never know. I could get hit by a beer truck or a, a truck delivering church leaflets. You just never know. Well, I'll just prop you up the way they did in that one movie. What was that movie called where they took the guy? It was Bernie's Weekend or something. Weekends with Bernie. Weekend with Bernie or Weekend at Bernie's or something. I'll just prop you up and then we'll still have your party. Well, well it's not a party, but we're going to have a nice dinner with the immediate family. Just uh, one of the things to mark that reference since you brought it up. My ex-wife, who some people may think of with disdain and not having much of a sense of humor, did say something kind of funny after that movie. And <clears throat> what she said was, in the unlikely event you should ever die while you're not at work, I'm going to drive you to work. And since you're always so stiff, I will walk you into the building, put you at your desk, log you in on your computer, and then tip your chair over backwards so it's an on-the-job accident, and then I'll get a triple payoff. Well, you know, there that is true. I mean, that does happen at places of work, like I know yeah. like one of the companies that I work for, with. I'm not going to say for. I don't work for them, but I'm a supplier to them. I do know somebody whose husband, actually, this is a sad story, but I do know somebody whose husband passed away while he was traveling on business. Uh-huh. And because he had like a massive heart attack in the hotel room that he was staying at, um, the company wasn't planning to pay out because he was at the hotel. But she ended up having to get a lawyer and talk to their lawyers because he was traveling on business. So uh -huh. it, ended up, it ended up turning out in her favor. But I mean, it's still work related, right? It's yeah. still a work thing. But that was a sad story. Yeah. So I don't want to think of that, but. Well, there's enough sadness in the world today. Oh, I know. We're still, I mean, our whole world is just, but you know, there's so many bright spots too. Like yeah. today when Cameron called you to tell you about his little fishing excursion today. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those, these are like the small little things that, that are the bright spots in our world. Yeah. It's really the thing that you've said often that I think of is it's, not about stuff, it's about experiences. Right. And I think a little bit differently, it's not just the experiences, but it's the relationships that you have with people when you have those experiences. It really reinforces it to me when we can go somewhere and do something with people we love and 
I know we were in South Bend a few weeks ago and enjoying that time together and together with loved ones. And it's always fun. And it was nice today when you got the report about what was going on up at Jay's Ranch with the stream. Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, fun thing is when Sherry called me and told me she was thinking about buying this, she and Chuck were going to buy this piece of property. I said, I think there's a trout stream right there near the road. And I think Grandma Surgeon used to fish there. Wow. And um, sure enough, the neighbor lady has reported catching a couple of nice trout in the stream right there off the bridge. And um, my brother, Cam, and others have reported seeing trout and fishing for trout off the bridge. And today, Cameron had his dad and his girlfriend, Kelsey, for witnesses. He hooked a big one near the area where they saw one in the stream covered with, not covered, but almost covered with ice. They saw a large trout come to the surface in, I think he said February, but today he actually caught it and he got it to the surface, but it did as rainbow trout often do. It flips over sideways when it gets to the surface and that unhooked and off he went. So he uh, had a witness or two and undoubtedly, Somebody in the family is going to be trying to catch that every chance they get. I love rainbow trout. I love it. That's like the one thing I would always order when I would go to lunch at a at a specific restaurant in Dearborn. I would always order the rainbow trout. It's so good. Well, that size of a trout would have served at least four people. Oh, and, easily. And, uh, you know, depending on how much they like trout. But it it is a tasty fish. And they're really a good game fish. Yeah. Well, you know, I learned how to cook trout, speaking of that. And I don't know if I've mentioned that this before. But I learned how to cook trout from a little trout farm that's north of Oscoda in Harrisville. And um, they have a real simple recipe. You just slather it with, you know, obviously it's gutted, but the head and the tail are still on. And you slather it with butter, melted butter and lemon juice and a little bit of salt and pepper, and you slather the inside cavity and the outside, and then you throw it on the grill. And I used to put it on, um, and you you don't have to use butter. You can use margarine. olive oil, but no, uh -huh. not margarine. Oh, You can use olive oil if you don't want to use butter, but um, or ghee or whatever. I like to use ghee, but you put tinfoil onto the grill, and then you lay the trout on there, heads and tails and everything, and is that with the scales off? No, everything's on. Oh, scale, okay. skin, everything is on. Oh, this is okay. the super easy method. Okay. And so you throw them on there, and then like after they don't, they said you don't even have to flip them if you don't want to, but I did do flip them like after ten minutes. Uh huh. And then they said when the eyes turn white, that is when the fish is done. Interesting. And then you take it off the grill, and then you pull off the head which creates a natural fillet on the bottom. You know, it, it leaves the skin down and the bone comes off. And then you lay that side down, skin side down, and then you pull the head the other way. And that leaves a beautiful fillet and the bones come right out with it. It's amazing. And where's the skin in this process? The skin's on and, the bottom. Okay. So the skin and the scales stay 
down on, on the, the bottom on the tin foil. Well, and I mean, you can this take is your, your fish you, off the top. Yeah, but you do this on your. I used to do this on a cutting board, you know, to take the, I see. to take the head off. I see. And then, then, then you flip it over and do it the other way. But I will tell you, my cousins that live over in Europe, over in the Tyrolean Alps, they just serve it to you with the head and tail on, and then you just you just take the head off and whatever. And all you do is take your knife down the back uh-huh. to break the skin, and then you pull the head off under the gill, and the whole head and the bones come out, and then you've got one fillet still stuck to the bone, and the other fillet is down on your on your plate or on your cutting board. But it's so yummy. Well, I don't know if I've told you in any detail, and I could go on for a long time because we spent a week in Canada in 1991. My dad and Tim and Uncle Jim, Uncle Joe Kohler and Uncle Arnold and I went to a, one of those lakes up in northern Ontario, mm-hmm. and we went fishing, and we ate walleye basically three meals a day, and sometimes more. Um, it was easy to catch them. You know, we used these jigs that had a little lead weight for a head and a little rubber wiggly tail that was some bright color, and um, everybody but Dennis used worms, I used no worm, and I still caught all the fish I could eat. They were jumping onto the hook. Well, almost. I mean, you had to do a little work, but it was a former river that had been backed up, you know, with a dam, and do you remember we had the fir- lots of walleye. Do you remember the very, very first time, your first memory of going fishing? Yeah. Yeah. I remember going fishing with Grandpa and Grandma Sullins at Lake Nipissing, down south of Flint, I think it was. And they had some place that they'd put a boat in and uh, go out and they'd be out in the hot sun fishing and come in with lots of fish. And my grandma would make fish for people. Although the the uh, thing that I remember kind of odd is she used shrimp for bait. Really? Yeah, she had shrimp. She wouldn't eat anything that had its... Even though they were deveined, she would not eat shrimp, but she used it for fish bait. <laughs> and so, <laughs> maybe that was from her southern roots. Maybe that, that's why she used shrimp. Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, I remember that very vividly. And going with my grandpa and grandma, and with my grandma and her sister. And my mom told a story a few years ago about the one time my dad went fishing with grandma and her sister. And he couldn't wait to get back to the shore because they went out and they stayed out all day. And he didn't have a chance to go to the shore and relieve himself. So his (laughs) bladder was full for hours. (laughs) And, of course, it was his mother-in-law and his aunt-in-law. Yeah, so he wasn't going to relieve himself off the side of the boat. No. I remember the first time I went fishing, too. I mean, my first memory is fishing also with my grandfather. Uh Uh-huh. And it was either in Silver Lake, which is near Ludington, or it was at Lake Mitchell, which is near Cadillac. Because we, they, my grandparents would come every summer, and my parents, or my grandfather, uh, would rent a cabin, and then we'd go for a whole week in July or August, whenever I can't remember. But anyways, but going out on the boat and fishing with my grandfather was a thing, 
and we would catch perch exclusively was perch was what was going to be for dinner. So it was okay. only perch. If we caught anything other than a perch, it went back in. Okay. And then I just remember being in the cottage, and I think this was at Silver Lake, but my grandma would have to, you know, basically decommission the fish, right? Because they'd be alive in a bucket. Uh-huh. And we'd bring them in the house, and she would beat them over the head with, like, a, a rolling pin. Oh, But she okay. was always commenting, like, to the fish. Like, you know, like, she'd be yelling at the fish. Take she'd that, be, you dirty perch. <laughs> she'd be, like, bashing its head in to kill it so it would stop moving around. But then she was disgusted by her action, so she was making comments all the time. And I just remember that. And then I remember she would take a potato peeler to get the scales off. And then there would be scales all over the flipping yeah, cottage yeah. because they just fly everywhere and they yeah. get on your clothes and they get on your shoes. They're in the kitchen. And and for the rest of the time we were there, you know, there'd just be scales everywhere. But that's what I thought was so cool about when we would go, um, you know, up to Harrisville to the trout farm. And then they said, no, you don't have to descale them at all. Interesting. So that was like a novelty, you know. To learn all of that, I was like, wow, that's super cool. So, yeah, uh, definitely trout on the grill. I mean, within 25, what you do is you get your grill going before you go to the trout farm. And then you go up to the trout farm, get your trout. You know, fish form, it takes, you know, five minutes because they're hungry and they're jumping onto the hooks. And then you, you're home in 45 minutes or less and you got your trout on the grill and there's just nothing like it. So good. I guess. Well, you mentioning perch reminds me that's one of my favorite memories of fishing with my ice fishing with my grandpa and grandma surgeon and i've got a picture of the time that i went ice fishing with them and i fell in the ice or fell in the lake there was a hole that somebody had cut that had just lightly frozen over and at some young age i stepped on the hole that wasn't quite enough to support my weight. So one leg went in and I got to sit in the car for part of the time to dry out and warm up a little bit. But uh, I've got a picture of my grandma and I think it's my uncle Jack was also there, but I think it was either that trip or another one where we went to Tawas Bay from West Branch and went home with a wash tub full of over a hundred perch. Wow. And of course we not only had perch for dinner, but we also had uh, perch, so many perch that we could freeze them in milk cartons frozen in the freezer. And so there'd be like a half gallon size carton of milk that had been drained and washed and contained, it was full of perch for some future meal. What would you do, fillet the perch first? No, we, Just... we would, we had not only a device that looked a lot like a potato peeler, a scaler, but we also had a device that would peel the skin off, um, scales and all. And we also used a stick with a bottle cap on it to scrape all of the scales off. And once they were clean of scales, grandma would just fry them and... Well, then, yeah, but to freeze them, I'm talking about for freezing them, oh, how were they prepared for freezing? Oh, they once they, they were scaled, they would just be put in the milk carton, 
you know, kind of stacked in there. With and their then, heads on and their tails? No, 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 no. They were just the pieces. That's what I'm saying, fillets. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 Okay. The fins weren't always off, but oh. we tried to get the fins off. You know, somebody would cut those off. and So it would be just basically perch fillets in frozen in a block of ice. And then she'd add water to the milk carton and then seal up the milk carton. Yeah. And then, but frozen in a, freezing them in a block of ice is a great idea to keep from getting freezer burn. Yeah. And uh, so I I have very fond memories of perch. One of my favorite meals. And my grandma used to make salt cod gravy. And Ew. she'd take a, a box of um, salt cod and she'd soak the daylights out of it, pour off the salt and make a gravy. She'd throw the cod away. But the juice that was left over is what she would make into gravy. And it was delicious on mashed potatoes with perch. This sounds gross. No, what it's, is salt cod anyway? Is it's it, just a slab of cod. Is it cod that's preserved with salt? Preserved with salt and dried. And, you know, it's like hard. It's almost like fish jerky. And it comes in a little wooden box, disgusting. and the box is cool, but you can't do anything with it because it's just filled with salt. Is this refrigerated or just like dried out no, on a grocery shelf? It's dried out on a grocery shelf or somewhere near the cooler. But, oh, sounds but, weird. Um, I also remember when my folks moved back to East Tawas, and I was a young adult, one of my very, very, very precious times with my dad and my brothers was taking a little boat that dad had out on Tawas Bay. And sometimes we'd go in at the Tawas River. And I used to go fishing in the Tawas River by myself, you know, find a place to walk along the banks and fish for trout. And occasionally I'd catch one, but I'd always release them back into the river. But the fishing was with dad especially was really precious because we'd go out and go for perch and it was just really peaceful. We'd get up early in the morning, get a cup of coffee and a donut and go hit the lake and you know, just nobody on it, it was glassy smooth and we'd be out there for a few hours and when we were done we'd sometimes uh I'm sure you don't have any trouble imagining this, Dennis would like to sit in the bow of the boat with my head resting in that corner, my mm -hmm. shoulders resting in that corner and take a little nap while we were fishing. <laughs> it was You are the nap king. You it is extremely <laughs> relaxing to go fishing with dad and that's so funny. What's we, your favorite place? Like what's the best restaurant for perch in your opinion? And you've been to a lot of restaurants to have perch. So what is your number one if we could go for a perch dinner tonight where would you go? where think, would you want to go i think the answer is obvious it'd be the bluebird in leland uh, i think they have the perch that are the closest to grandma's and what are they just kind of dusted with flour just and then lightly sauteed. dusted and they sauteed. have the skins on them still because they're lake perch so they're yeah little. but they don't have scales they don't have fins they don't have heads they don't have tails they're just perfect little fillets and um I think there was a place, might have been called the Rainbow Gardens over by Alabaster and the Rainbow National, Cafe or National City. Yeah. Near we went where there we, once with Lucy and Tim. Yeah, near where we used to deer hunt. And it was not too far from Tim and Lucy's. And we've had some excellent perch there. 
And the place that we used to go to before the pandemic was uh, Rockies. Here in Northville. Yeah, yeah. they had good they perch. They had good perch, yeah. They, they served theirs a little bit different. They had a bed of spinach and a pyramid of rice and these beautiful fillets of perch. And they were always quite tasty. Yummy. But I would rather have that than a lobster. If you gave me a lobster tail and a cup of melted butter, <laughs> garlic butter... I'd still pass on that if I had fresh, really good perch. Yeah, perch is good, fresh, and that, and I mean like fresh, like yeah. you caught that day, or yeah. There's nothing like having the fish the same day you caught it. That's just the best. Yeah, it it is. Well, it's, so tell me about your. You had acupuncture. I know you're still going for acupuncture three days a week, but uh, tell me because you've been having knee pain. So what happened at your what happened with Doctor <laughs> Kong this last? week well that would be friday yeah you know i've been going three times a week for acupuncture for a couple of years now and generally the needles go in my elbows and in my shoulder and in the top and back of my head and she had been treating me for blood pressure but now that my blood pressure is lowered she's quit the blood pressure treatment, which is a needle behind each of my ears, right in the hairline, mm -hmm. and the needle in each of my elbows. And, you know, I've been doing some other things, including taking uh, blood thinners. So my blood pressure, though, for the first time in five or six years at least, has come down into normal range where it used to be. And so she stopped treating me for that. Previously, she had treated me for sleep apnea by putting a needle right in my upper lip below the center of my nose wow. and two above my eyebrows, mm -hmm. um, which I still have sleep apnea, but she only did that for a couple of weeks. But mm -hmm. I decided to ask her about treating my knees because my knees and my hips have been very sore lately. Well, difficult and you've to been walk. doing a lot of yard work. So well, I think this that's is true. a contributing factor. Lots right? of digging and rock moving and all moving these things yeah, that we I talked moved, about two weeks ago already. I so, moved yeah. about a ton of rocks a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and I might still be suffering from that. But anyways, yeah. long story short, I said, well, I'll ask her. I promised you that I would ask her, and I did. Just as I was laying down and she was starting to put the needles in the usual places. And she says, oh, yeah, I can treat that. She says, would you be comfortable taking your pants off? <laughs> and I said, well, not today, maybe in the future. <laughs> I said, I was just inquiring about can you treat it? And she says, well, yeah, I can. And I, you know. I have to admit, this was the one day in two years I decided I would go to Dr. Kong's commando. <laughs> so I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm not pulling my drawers That's down. because I didn't have your underwear washed, which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you have like 21 pairs of underwear and they were all dirty, so you had to go commando. That is hilarious. So you couldn't take your pants off at Dr. Kong. Well, I could have, but I'm not sure she would have been quite ready as to enthusiastic. handle it. Yeah, she probably wouldn't have been too enthusiastic is a good way to phrase it. Oh, that's so funny. It was a poor choice of words to say she couldn't handle it. <laughs>
Because it was Friday. <laughs> oh my God, somebody just text messaged us again. It happens What every is the time. deal? We're always getting text messages, no matter what time we start our podcast. But, so, Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, and there was something else I was going to tell you about the Dr. Kong visit, but now I've forgotten. Oh, yeah, I don't remember it. You're tired. Don't make me yawn. I think I just did. Oh, so guess what tonight is for me? What is tonight? Speaking of sleep apnea, tonight I'm doing my home oh, yes. study for sleep apnea. Yes. And this we morning went. we had to go, even on Sunday morning, we had to drive out to U of M to their sleep disorder lab in Brighton and pick up a special unit. And they fitted me for it. And there's three things I have to do. I have to put this strap around my chest, above my boobs, but under my arms. I have to wear a shirt. That's number one. Apparently, I have to wear a shirt to bed, which I never do. So that'll be that'll be fun. For who? Uh, for me. <laughs> I'll put a shirt on. Then I have to put this strap around my chest, and it has this unit that keeps track of breathing and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like a square box. Oh, I'm tired, too. And then I have to take this cannula with two little hoses that goes up my nose, like, you know, maybe, what would you say, those little nubs are about a half inch, goes in each nostril. And then I have to put something on my finger to measure my oxygen levels. An oximeter. Yeah. So I have these three things, and they all plug into this unit that's on my chest, and then they want me to sleep, like, on my side and then on my back and whatever, and... So we'll see how it goes, but well, the doctor thinks I might have sleep apnea because I've been having some fatigue and I've been having some, like running up the steps and having a little bit of dizziness. And then there was another thing I've been getting. Sometimes I get headaches after I exert myself Yeah, and I've had all these tests done, um, you know, and my heart's perfect. My blood pressure's perfect. They, you know, I've had nuclear medicine tests on my heart to make sure my blood flow is good in my coronary arteries. I've had echocardiograms to make sure my valves are working properly. Everything is great. Um, the doctors are amazed that I take no medicines and, um, they're thinking now that the cardiologist thinks now it could be sleep apnea. So I'm going to take this home test and and then if I have to wear one of these machines like you do, I'm going to be tripping out, dude. I'm going to be flipping out. Well, I just want you to acknowledge this special unit that you're wearing on your chest tonight. I have a special unit <laughs> that I would be happy to put on your chest anytime you want. <laughs> Will it get rid of my sleep apnea? <laughs> it might. We could try. It'll keep me up all night so I won't get sleep apnea. Well. <laughs> I won't have any obstruction and therefore I won't get any sleep apnea, right? Well, we could share a certain uncle's secret for marital happiness and that is a special code. Honey, you told us about the code I two did? weeks ago. You got it. Yeah, it's recorded on our podcast. <laughs> You're forgetting all the things that you say on a Sunday. Well, okay. Yeah, you've talked about the code. Oh, my God, you're hilarious. Well, anyhow, so that's what's going on tonight for me. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. And your weight loss is phenomenal. I'm down 30 pounds. You're down 37. It's unbelievable. You, yeah. look, you look like a different person. You're so cute. Oh, cut it out. No, you're adorable. I'm obsessed with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Totally. 
Plus, you know when you lose that belly, it makes other parts look bigger, right? Because when you get rid of when a, when a man gets rid of their belly fat, then other things are more prominent. Oh. Other body parts. Oh. Interesting. It's kind of interesting. What body yeah. parts would well, those be? You know be? what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking <laughs> You're being hilarious. Okay. Well, thank you very you much. You know what I'm talking about. No, you look great, Denbo. You're adorable. Well, thank you very much. And then I'm... what happened? Like on Friday night, we went for salads for dinner Oh at yeah, Carl's cabin. And I was waiting and waiting. I was seated before you and you stopped in the men's room. And then I was waiting like 10 minutes. That's because I had to up. tuck my shirt in and I yeah. was still going commando. So I had to be careful. And then you, the couldn't, you said you couldn't find right me. me. You said you didn't recognize me. That's a fact. You had your back turned to me. And since your hair is quite different than it has ever been. You mean long? Long again, and dark. long again. Yeah, I, I'm not wearing it the blonde blonde because I've been doing it myself. But I'm going to get it done because I want to have it blonde for your birthday. Because I know how much you love blondes on your birthday. <laughs> and plus it'll be better when I sing I, happy birthday if I'm I blonde. I think the proper... English would be to say, I love a certain blonde on oh, my birthday, yeah. not blondes. Blondes. Well, you know, I did go platinum blonde for one of your birthdays a few years ago. Oh, I still I have pictures. Yeah. I, I still have a mental picture. <sighs> Can't well, get I have it out actual of my mind. pictures. That's when we went and stayed up in Petoskey at the Perry, and I was yeah. that real blonde. Yeah. Like platinum. So I don't know if I'll do that again, but. Well. I think it washes me out too much. I think this color, even though I'm doing it out of a box, L'Oreal or whatever, it's not high quality, but it's it's probably better with my complexion. But I think if I got the blonde highlights, it would be okay. So anyways, I'm going to get to the hairdresser. I haven't been in, I've been doing my own hair since October. Well, and you November, just. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. I've been doing my own hair, cutting and coloring for seven and months. And you just cut my hair last week. And your so. hair looks fantastic. I think I did the best. <laughs> I did the best job I, I ever did. I look like a ragamuffin you when do I wake not. up in the morning. Yeah, you when look I wake adorable. up in the morning. I have my Tempo. CPAP straps have made a dent in my head. Your hair looks so good. And I the think hair this... sticks up because the CPAP strap. I know, but that's not a result of your haircut. That's that's just the result of wearing that CPAP thing. But I have to tell you, your I think it's the best I ever cut your hair. Well, you've only cut my hair twice. So. No, I've cut it three or four times since okay, the Okay, well, the best started. ever, three or four times or two times, it's just like... Yeah, I need a little more evidence than three You know or what four was times. cute when I was cutting your hair on Sunday is that guy was walking by and he asked if he could get his hair cut next. <laughs> and then one of the neighbor ladies came out and she wanted me to cut her husband's hair. Oh, there you go. So there you go. You got a little side business. I you think could I do might. Here. Yeah. And I'm like have zero talent. And it's just like people are like, Whatever, we don't care, we just want to have our hair cut. Well, I have to admit I trimmed my wings off on my temples sometime in the previous week so i was grateful that you could finish the job yeah because that was looking kind of strange so it was good that I, you let me do it but no you look good honey you're a very handsome man well thank you that. and you're getting new glasses we got we were so busy last sunday we didn't do our podcast but last sunday we also went to the ophthalmologist and we had our annual visits and we both ordered new glasses so i can't wait for your super cool glasses to come yeah so, anyways, we're rocking it. Well, and dare I also mention, speaking of we're really rocking it, we've just binge watched <laughs> oh my God. a Hulu 
a hilarious series show. four seasons over the last few days. Yeah. And I guess it's a blessing the episodes are not hour-long episodes. They're like 20-some minutes, I think. But. 22 minutes, I think, tops. Because there's no commercials. So it's, yeah, but we binge-watched Shrill with A.D. Bryant. And yes. the executive producers are Lorne Michaels, Michaels, Elizabeth Banks, and A.D. Bryant. Yeah. And it's, she, oh my God, it's so hilarious. It's really good. And she's playing, instead of the comedy things she does on Saturday Night Live, she does this dramatic thing, which is funny. Well, it's it's a comedy. Yeah, I still think it's a comedy. But, but it's, there, there's but a there lot of drama very, in it, and and a lot of poignant. Uh, really, yeah, it's about a girl that's, and it might be her. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But someone who's got self esteem issues because of her appearance. So it's just very interesting. So and some of the stories I can relate to. But yeah, we're really enjoying it. So we, yeah, we binge watch four seasons in like four days. Well, and the thing about it that is interesting is not only is she interesting, but all these characters in her life and her work are weird. <laughs> yeah, well, her family life seems real with her parents and But her mother's weird? Yeah. Everybody's her, weird. Her roommate is weird. Yeah. They have relationships with weird people and um the final episode of season 4 had one of our favorite weird comedians join for just a, a handful of scenes. That Who maybe that? Fred Armisen. Oh God, yes. And I don't think the characters are weird. I think the characters are uh, interesting and multidimensional. <laughs> but I like how they go back to like her college years, where she met her current yeah. housemate, was yes. also her roommate in college. Yes. And then how they're progressing with their lives and all that. So it's or it how they're not progressing in their lives. They yeah. are having a debate about that while they're polishing off a bottle of wine and yeah. It's it's just really entertaining, and it's the the multi-dimensional is a new way to phrase people as weird. You call them multi-dimensional, I know that you're talking about somebody that's weird to me. But what makes them weird instead of just interesting? Well, let's Why are think they about weird? the character. That means you're weird. I'm weird. Let's We're think about weird. this character, Maureen, who said she was born with a shell on her back. Now, she probably just said that because, you know, of the way she was treated as a child or something. Maybe. Maybe. Now, she t her character is weird. Okay. But I, I'm going to say... Okay, she, there you go. Yeah, her character is weird, but I don't know if everybody else is weird. Well, I think they all have interesting personalities. What about but... the boyfriend that was Mr. Beardley and... The guy with Ryan, her boyfriend? Yeah. yeah he was kind of weird, too. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> What about her boss? Yeah, he's definitely Gabe. Yeah, yeah. her boss is weird. But yeah. he's an old he's like an old punk rock dude that yes. started a newspaper. Gay punk rock dude. Yeah, which is fine, but his name's Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's not he's He started the magazine with the weird Fred Armisen the character only thing that, that showed up the in the only, last episode the only thing of season weird, four. The only thing that's weird about Gabe is that he's a narcissist. Oh my gosh, is he ever Yeah, so he's only concerned about himself. So that's does that make him weird? Yeah, probably yeah. does make some weird choices. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I like the show because it's all different characters and you know, they're starting to flesh out 
a little bit more about each character as we get into the fourth season, like the friends of yeah. Fran, her roommate, and all yeah. that. So it's it's really good. I'm enjoying it, and I and I hope it continues. So yeah, I think it's it's a dimension. It explains why AD hasn't been on so many skits on Saturday Night Live the last year or two. Yeah, but she's still a producer of SNL, and she's. I mean, this is a really entertaining show. Yeah, and she went to Columbia. She went to Columbia in Chicago. Yeah. So she's, she's like uh, a year separate from your niece. I think, yeah, I can't remember what year Justine graduated. I'd have to think back. My mind isn't that good, but anywho, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, she's two years older than my niece, so she graduated two years ahead of Just. So anyhow, but all right, well, I think it's time to get weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm up for you it. You want to call it a night? Sure. Okay, Dumbo. I got to get strapped up in that weird sleep apnea study. Yeah, thing I'm that... thinking I got to call Joe, too, because he was going to get something for me this weekend, and I haven't heard from him, All and right, I well, you texted better, him. I better call him before it's too late. All right. Well, All I right, love honey, you, Dumbo. I'm loving you. Cause I, like I know you like baby talk. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You no, love the I don't. baby talk. No, you love I don't. it. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying no when you like it? I don't like you it. You love baby I talk. I love you. Just like that waitress at the Polish restaurant used to baby talk you. You like that. Too. I don't even We used to call her that. baby talker. Oh, that the, one. Yes. I did not like that at all. I didn't like her as a waitress. Like it was talk? annoying. Oh, but you like it when I baby talk you, little no. boo-boo. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> don't fight with me bye kisses always on a sunday always smooches